Pulp MX Network production. This is the Rocky Mountain ATV MC Kiefer Tested Podcast. The podcast you come to for the straight insight on all things motocentric. Hard parts, bikes, gear, suspension, motor mods, and more. It's Kiefer Tested. Here he is, Chris Kiefer. How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to a new week, a new episode of the Rocky Mountain ATVMC.com Kiefer Tested Podcast presented by Fly Racing and Racetech. Rocky Mountain ATVMC.com is the trusted online source for parts, accessories, gear for dirt bikes, side by sides, ATVs, and street bikes. Low prices, unparalleled customer service, and free three day shipping. It's easy to see why RockyMountainATVMC.com is the premier shopping destination for all of us out there. Thank you, Rocky Mountain. Thank you, Fly Racing, FlyRacing.com. They will be on my body come Hangtown in two weeks. Looking forward to that. But if you want to buy some gear, go check them out. FlyRacing.com. New kinetic mesh, new formula helmet. I've been getting a lot of questions about the formula helmet. So if you guys have any of those questions... Relay them over to me, Chris at KieferInkTesting.com, and I'll be happy to answer anything that you guys have to ask. And Racetech, Racetech.com, suspension and engine services, complete, complete, and that is a C-O-M-P-L-E-T-E, complete motorcycle shop, one-stop shop, get it all done there, Racetech.com. Go check them out. You can go actually enter your weight, the bike you have, and they will have a suggested spring rate chart for you. Of course, again, you guys can always email me questions about Racetech and hopefully get you guys a discount code. If you guys want to go to Racetech, I can get you a contact there and just get some Racetech valving gold valves on your bike. They are good. If it wasn't for my factory suspension, on my Team Bullfrog Spas Moto Concepts Racing Honda, I will be on Racetech right now. So I will be on that suspension after Paula. Back on the Honda, back on Racetech. So thank you, Racetech, for joining me. And, of course, Pro Taper. If you guys want a quality bar, head over to ProTaper.com. Check out what they have to offer. And trust me when I say it's my favorite handlebar out there because simply of dampening character. If you want to make your bike a little bit more comfortable, simply put on a Pro Taper bar. That's what I do. So again, we're back here with another week, another episode, and another installment of the Project Moto Concepts Racing Factory Ride. Chris Kiefer, holy shit. It's been a fun one. It's been a tough one. And I can tell you right now, it's Monday afternoon. I'm a it's my day off from writing. I'm doing a lot of typing, catching up on some tests that I, I performed, that I did, that I need to, to write about. So I actually am looking forward to not writing all day today. I've been writing a lot. I took a trip to Utah last week. We will talk about that. We will also talk about how I've been writing over my head on purpose. Usually when we talk about writing over your head, that means back it down. You don't want to do that. But I've been trying to do that on purpose to try to gain some speed. So, yeah, it's it's a gnarly thing being a racer. So we will talk about that. 
And of course, training. They're getting emails on nutrition and training. We'll touch on that. But more importantly, just give you guys the information that you guys want to know. I know a lot of you guys just want to know what the experience is like. What are you doing? Like, Take a step-by-step. How's your bike? So we're going to talk about that all right here. I don't have my wife with me. If she was here, she will tell you how big of a bitch I have been in this process. Not a bitch as far as training and riding and getting my shit done. I've been doing that. I've been doing a lot of that. But the complaining at home after hours about, oh, I'm sore. Can you rub my legs? Can you rub my arms? She's over it. She's like, you're a pussy. Like, you need to toughen up. So last night we were laying in bed. I'm like, dude, my legs are sore from riding. I uh, went to Paula yesterday and rode. And uh, let me tell you, that track's going to be fun and technical to ride. Just the track that I rode yesterday, so many rollers, so different than what I've been riding lately. You know, it just gets you tired quick. Um, give you a little insight on that. Before I get back to my wife, because I'm, you know, bouncing all around here because these ideas pop into my head. But I told my my buddy Greg that went with me to Paula, said, hey, I want to give you like a hand signal during my 30 to tell you when I'm starting to feel tired. Right. And lately it's been pretty damn good. I've been lasting about 29 minutes till I've been feeling tired and, and at a good pace. Right. At these other tracks. But Paula was a little different with a lot of rollers. The rollers really make or break your riding because you have to pull up. You have to yank. You have to move around a lot. It's slamming. You're, you're hitting bumps, and you're trying to time the rollers. So I gave him the, the little nod on my, uh, my head, and I gave him the flick of the finger saying, hey, I'm tired. It was 22 minutes. So a good seven to eight minutes sooner than I normally am. So Paula's going to be tough. I saw some of the pro national track that they're going to have for us out there it's big some big walls um a huge steep face uphill uh it's it's gonna be an experience let me tell you it's gonna be fun that that dirt is really good i enjoy the the dirt at paula more so than any other track in southern california people ask me hey what's your favorite track in southern california well it has to be paula just simply because of the dirt and its technical nature that it it provides the riders. So I do like Paula a lot. So I'll be going back there on Wednesday. There is a pro practice special day for the guys entered in the Lucas Oil AMA Pro Championships. So I'll be going there doing some testing with Showa. Uh, we'll touch on that as well with the suspension, but um, it should be a good day. They have a scheduled practice for all of us pros out there. So I don't know if the the general audience or spectators are allowed out there, but it would be a good, it'd be pretty cool if you guys are allowed out there to watch because it'd be, uh, you'll see a lot of the factory guys out there testing their stuff. So pretty cool that they are doing that over at Paula. And uh, if you want to know more about that, go check out, uh, I should say not Paula, I should say Fox Raceway. My apologies. Rick? Rick? Yeah, screwed that one up. See how I laughed? about your screw-ups, it's okay. You screw up. Shit happens. Move it along, Rick, Rick. Anyway, yeah, go check out Fox Raceway, the website, and see if you guys are allowed to show up and watch, but it'd be cool. Take some photos, hang out, see some factory riders, come say hi to me. We can bullshit. You can tell me how bad I suck. Whatever it is, it's going to be fun, though. That's right. So anyway, we're laying in bed last night, me and my wife, 
I was complaining about my legs hurt, and she's like, uh, yeah, I'm not going to rub your legs. I'm, I'm over it because I've been a bitch, and I've been complaining about I am sore. I'm 42, blah, blah, blah. So it's, a, it's about that time where it needs to start to get racing. She's, she's like, okay, we need to start racing because this needs to, to get over with because uh, lighting the candle at both ends right now with this training slash riding and racing prep and trying to run a website, a podcast, my testing business. It's a lot. It's a lot on my plate right now, but I'm not going to say the trust the process. I'm going to say the process is very fun. It's been a very fun experience, and I've been enjoying it so far. So, last week I got invited by Tony Alessi and Mike to come ride St. George MX. Um, I really wanted to ride something different, and I've been riding the same kind of shit here all the time. So. I just wanted to get out of California, out of the wind, and out of the packed tracks that are here, and ride just something, just just have a change, just have a change of pace. So that's what I did. I decided to grab my buddy David. We left Wednesday morning, headed up to Vegas. We made a stop at Steve's house, of course, Capriotti's. That was on the, on the list. No, it's not in the diet plan, but we're going to get to that in a little bit. Stopped at Capriati's, of course, if you guys are looking to get a good sandwich. Or, how about, if anybody from Capriati's is listening, you want to get a rider and sponsor a rider, here I am. I am your spokesperson. I love Capriati Sammies. I'm telling you guys out there, if you guys want to look for a Sammy and you haven't had one, and if you have one in your area, we do not have them here where I live, there is a couple down in L.A., which is, I'm not driving down there to go get a Sammy because L.A. sucks ass. But nonetheless, Vegas has them. Go get the homemade turkey sandwich, whatever you want on it. Or you can get a little chipotle sauce on there. Whew, it's good. It's real good. So try that out. So we stopped there, ate, went to Steve's, went mountain biking. Seji is my trainer, of course. He had it in my daily schedule that I needed to go out for an hour spin. So we decided to spend that hour with my good buddy Steve Mathis, which is always a good time. Of course, if you do ride with Steve, you may or may not see him for the whole ride because you'll see glimpses of his jersey out in the middle of the Nevada desert because he just simply hauls ass on that fucking e-bike. I love the fact that Steve is riding, getting in shape. It's awesome. I tried to offer up my epic for him to try during the loop. He wasn't having it. He wanted to continue on with his e-bike tour. But nonetheless, David, me, and Steve had a great ride. It was about an hour and 20 minutes. My average heart rate was around 152, which is right around where I needed to be for that an hour. I was 20 minutes over. But um, it's a good time to spend somewhere else in Vegas with Steve. And of course, Steve has done a lot for me over the years. And I just really like spending time with my buddy. And it's cool to see him riding his bicycle and see how much he loves it. Um, I love that he loves it. I love that he's riding his dirt bike now. And I love that he's riding his mountain bike. And he's getting into fitness a little bit. And uh, he works his ass off, people. For those of you guys that don't know Steve that much, which chances are you do because you're listening to my podcast, right? So Steve is a hardworking guy, man. Uh, People say, oh, he just has a podcast. Big deal, right? It's not a whatever. Well, let me tell you, he has a lot of irons in the fire. He does a lot of shows. He types a lot. And let me tell you, it wears you down. I type a lot. I don't nearly as talk. I don't talk as much as he does. 
But man, he does a lot of work. And for me, even before I was with Pulp, I listened uh, to the show, and I it's it's great stuff. It's stuff that we never hear anywhere else. And uh, to me, even though DM- DMXS was the OG of podcast, Steve brought something else that those guys didn't, and it was more entertaining for me to listen to. So um, I just like to give props to my buddy, even though he doesn't listen to the shit. And uh, he works his ass off, so it's good that he's doing something for himself and riding his bicycle and and hopefully I had a little bit to do with that to get him motivated to do that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, we came back to the house. Uh, we made the trip to Utah. Uh, we got in Wednesday evening. And uh, so basically what is going on over there in Utah, Moto Concept sponsors an amateur rider. His name is Deegan Palmer. His parents, and he lives in St. George, Utah, they bought SGMX, which is the track there, a while ago. And RMX series rents that place in uh, the fall and winter. And that's basically where a lot of Salt Lake people go to ride. And I know I talked to Nick Way a few months ago and he asked me about the track. And he was going to take his son Vincent there to ride because he wanted to practice ruts for Loretta's. And let me tell you, SGMX is great for ruts. Uh, It wasn't the most pristine track for us to ride on in those two days. But it was great practice for me to ride with Mike, to ride with Deegan. Deegan is a very fast B kid that's coming up through Loretta's and is obviously sponsored by the Moto Concepts amateur team, which is very cool. I think it's cool that Honda and Moto Concepts um, are bringing along a amateur kid. And I didn't know much about Deegan before I started riding with the team a lot. And he's a quiet kid, very humble, very nice uh, you wouldn't think he would be as cool as he is. I know his family has a business in Utah. Um, they're successful and they're, they have a lot of money, but that doesn't mean they don't work their ass off. But I just think when usually when you come and you see a family that has some money, has some wealth, their offspring, their children are not the most well-behaved people. Deegan is the opposite of that. He's helpful. He's uh, responsible. He works his ass off. I like that he has some fire in him when we practice together. And if I catch him or whatever, he doesn't give up. I like all that shit. And those are the things that you don't normally see coming from a family like um, the Palmers. So um, very cool to meet them and see how humble they are and spend some time with them. And that's the whole thing about this, this journey that I'm on. It's not about me racing. I mean, it is about me racing, but it's about me meeting people doing new things, trying new things, and just getting out more, right? We talk about being in a bubble, and that's basically me in a nutshell, guys. I've said this on the show before. I am not, even though how outspoken and transparent I am, I like being at home. I'm a homebody. I do my work, I bust my ass, and then I like being at home. I don't go out and venture out. I'm sure Mrs. Kiefer would love for me to be more outgoing and And hey, let's go here, let's go there. But I'm just simply not that kind of guy. I like to be home. I like to get my work done. And I like to spend time with my family at home. So when I get to meet these kind of people like the Palmers and and get out to Utah and see different tracks and do these things, it makes me realize how cool our sport is and how important families and this whole unity of motocross is to our sport, man. It's just so cool to see... Everyone go for it, try their hardest, 
and they are around their families. What other sport do you know that when the kids get past 18 years old that they still spend time with their mom and dad? Usually when you're out of high school and you go do these other sports, um, the kid's out of the house, he's in college, he's partying, he's doing the sport, he's doing his, you know, his schooling, and they could lose their way. But I feel like with motocross, it creates more of a bond with families. Of course, there are exceptions to the rule where some families trip out or the son hates the mom and dad because they push him too hard. But from what I've seen and from what I've experienced over my lifetime, it really bonded my family doing the sport. So that's what I kind of took out of this when I was in Utah and I saw Deegan and his parents and they're helping him and, and Tony and Mike and, and Dave Dye, we're all out there and they're helping Deegan and they're helping me and they're helping Mike. It's just a team deal and everyone's having a good time. It was just a cool setting for me to be in. And, and I always talk about, Hey, you know, I got to push myself. Well, riding with Mike helps me do that. I don't really get to do that when I'm not in race mode. Uh, I'm in test mode, right? So, yes, I ride. Honestly, I probably ride more than any current professional motocross rider there is. But it's not the quality of riding those guys are doing. I am riding a lot, putting a lot of engine hours in. But I'm also riding maybe 70% of what they do every Every time they get on a bike, right? I'm riding more. It's just not the quality of riding they are. Well, now I'm trying to up the quality of riding because I have to go send it these next two rounds coming up, Hangtown and Fox Raceway. So I'm trying to push it and ride over my head. We mentioned at the top of the show of me riding over my head on purpose. And that's basically what I try to do when I ride with Mike. Mike's always a little faster than me. So I'm trying to narrow that gap at each track we go to. Some tracks I am close to five seconds a lap slower. Um, and some tracks I'm only just over a second a lap slower. So I'm trying to narrow that average down so I'm anywhere between one to three seconds a lap slower than Mike, which I'll accept at my age. Again, we talk about Kiefer, you're old, or your buddies are saying, hey man, you're old, let's just fucking ride for fun. And maybe you're still competitive. That's okay. You can still learn. You can still get faster. I'm not going to go all rhino on you and, and tell you all this shit, but if you put your mind to it and you just push your, your envelope a little bit when you want to go ride and you want to get ready for a race, you will improve. Usually I don't ride over my head, but at certain parts of the track, try to teach yourself to ride over your head, push the limits of your braking points come in the corners harder. If you crash, that's part of learning. It's okay. I think I crashed two times when I was in Utah because I was just pushing the envelope and my tires just simply gave out because I was trying to come in these ruts harder and it didn't work out. But then I knew. And, and once you ride more on that edge, it becomes more of the normal and then it pushes your ability further. So... If, you're, if you guys out there listening to this can ride with faster guys, that is the best way to get good. Yes, you will go home with your head hung low a little bit. I know I do at times, and Heather can attest to this if she was here. I get bummed out. Yeah, Mike Alessi is a, is a very fast rider. He's had a factory ride for years. He's, he's won races. He's, he's a gnarly dude. Even though he's never won a championship, he is a gnarly fucking rider. And I get down on myself at times because I'm not at his level. 
and I can't expect to be, man. I'm I'm older. I have a different lifestyle. I grew up different, and but when I get on a bike, I expect myself to be as good as the people I ride with. I don't care who the fuck it is. That's just my mindset. If I'm going riding with Cooper Webb, hey, I want to be as fast as I can be and be as close as I can to him. Even though that is a stupid fucking thing, right? I still want to be as good as I can be each and every single day, no matter who I ride with. And riding with faster guys has upped my level of riding. So that's my that's my spiel to you guys out there. Because I know these podcasts are about me and my journey. But also, I want to explain my journey to you guys out there that can help you some way. I just don't want to talk about me and my shit and not somehow relate it to an everyday guy. Because to me, I'm an everyday dude. I just got lucky and was able to ride dirt bikes for a living. I'm not rich, but that's what I do for a living. So it's kind of cool. And I know you guys out there listening think it's bitching. So I'm trying to help you guys up your game if that's what you want to do. So anyway, we spent Thursday and Friday there. Um, how the routine went in St. George as we showed up early in the morning. Um, what I do like about being around Tony and the guys and the team, it's everything is scheduled. Uh, Tony tells me what time to be there. Uh, this is what we're doing. So we had a 15-minute warm-up, and in that warm-up, they take laps, fastest qualifying lap. They use that, so we stagger starts. And Thursday, we did four 20-minute motos, okay? Gnarly. That blew me out a little bit. It was warm. It's like high 80s. Um, elevation in St. George, only like 2,800 feet. Wasn't that high. I'm over, In this area, we're at 3,200 feet. So... Um, it wasn't that. It was a different kind of heat there. And after the fact that we rode and we did the motos, uh, we went on a mountain bike ride. But in the motos, I did pretty good. I was fairly close to Mike and went from uh, uh, a second and a half to three seconds away from Mike per lap. And my my goal always is to um, not get lapped no matter where I go. So he did pull me probably a, a good half a track, but didn't get lapped, which is nice. Deegan rode really good. He helps me as well because he's a very fast kid. That's his track, so he rides it really well. And honestly, I think the first moto, he, he freaking beat me as far as just like doing the iRace thing. So uh, he's a very good rider. So uh, I redeemed myself to other motos, but nonetheless, he knows how to send it. He pushes it, and it's good just to ride with, again, Faster and younger dudes. It keeps me young. keeps me on my toes. Friday, um, well, actually, Thursday after we were done, we went to uh, this place called Red Rocks in Utah. I went mountain biking. Very cool. It was more like a recovery ride, but still lots of climbing in St. George. So wherever you go, you're kind of going up and down. They were having an Ironman race there, so a lot of outdoors people running, bicycling, and swimming. So I thought that was very cool. And I just like St. George because, man, it's clean. It's a clean city. The ratio for girls to guys is insane. Uh, holy shit. I was at Starbucks early in the morning at 7 a.m. I have never seen so many quality women out so early. There wasn't one really ugly woman, and I say that with respect, <laughs> out at 7 a.m. So many hot chicks. I even told Heather, I go, I can't believe how many hot chicks there is in St. George. And maybe I'm just numb to it because I'm an Asperia and there's not that many hot chicks here. But holy shit, man. Me and my buddy David are like, I can't get over how many hot women there are. We actually saw, funny story, we were at um, the Starbucks and there's like a window facing the drive-thru. And these two hot chicks were like 
looking at their phones in the drive-thru, and they didn't know they were being watched by me and my buddy Dave, but they were, and they were taking selfies and shit of themselves, and I was dying laughing. I'm like, look at these chicks are taking selfies. They're all hot, and I'm just kind of like, I'm just like staring them down, so you you got to know that I'm looking at you. I'm just doing the full-blown stalker stare, and they, they got caught, and they look over, and they see us staring at them. They just completely got embarrassed. We're so sorry, and I'm just waving. I'm like, hey, girl, it's cool. Get you some. Get you some of that selfie life. Um, I thought that was a funny story anyway because it was a hot chick and she got caught. So anyway, St. George, hot chicks, lots of stuff to do. Very clean town. I like it. Shit, I wouldn't mind living there, honestly. It's it's desert life like I like here, and uh, uh, taxes are less than California, obviously. So Friday morning, we had to get back to the live show in Vegas, so we uh, did two 30-minute motos. The track wasn't prepped. It was deep. It was dry. It was watered, but man, the, all the ruts that we had on Thursday hardened up, and it was choppy, man. It was a technical track that you had to be smooth and you had to push, and I was already kind of feeling tired. So Friday was a struggle for me, man. Like, and those are the, some of the days I got to accept. Um, if you guys are out there riding and you have a good day, tra- cherish that good day because not every day you're going to be hauling ass. So you have to accept that. And Friday was my day. I was a little off, honestly. I was a little bit more um, off than I was on Thursday with Mike. And I just struggled. So I worked on technique and being smooth and just accepted like, hey, I'm a little fatigued today and I need to back it down and know my limits and try not to get hurt and still learn something on my motorcycle. So these are all the, the things that I think about going into race hangtown. Um, these are the things I do not think about when I'm in test mode. I simply am concentrating on the bike and the parts that I'm testing. And now I got to think about technique, how fast I'm going, all these things. So it's a whole different outlook for me now that I'm getting ready to go race this professional racing again. Uh, it's hard to get that hardwired into my 42 year old brain because I'm so wired for testing. So as you guys know and you guys listening, when we get older, man, it's really hard for us to change. But I really work at trying to bend more now at 42 year old, old trying to get better at riding than I would if I was in my normal day-to-day life when I'm saying, hey, I'm stuck in my ways. This is what I'm doing. When you're riding a dirt bike, you can't be stuck in your ways because you will never excel. You'll never get better. Um, so that's my recommendation to you. Friday, we had the live show in Vegas. Fun time, man. Sold out show. I can't believe how many fucking people come and watch these shows. We had Chad Reed and Ryan Villapoto. It was a great time. We talked about all kinds of stuff. Great to see everyone there at the space in Vegas. And everyone said, hey, you staying for the race? I didn't. Heather, Aiden, and I hauled ass home Friday night after the show so I could come home and recover from the days in Utah. So Saturday, I spent... uh, Pretty much straight up, honestly, on the couch. Uh, went in the jacuzzi a little bit and just kind of recovered, trying to reboot for Sunday. Sunday, I went to Paula and rode. And like I said, it makes you tired. And that track is ruddy and it was busy with other people on the weekend. Uh, had some trouble with my practice bike. Again, my practice bike is not a fully modified engine, it's just basically a stock engine with an ECU and fuel map by Chad at XPR. Uh, Well, we had a crank go out and just over 40 hours on this bike. It's been ridden a lot. Uh, I've been really good at changing the oil. Again, 
I know I run a little bit less oil volume than what is recommended. I think 1,100 cc's is stock. We've talked about this on other Honda podcasts. Uh, I run about 900 cc's of oil, and that helps free the engine up a little bit, less engine braking, gives a little bit more snappier feel. Well, I don't think that caused the crank to go out. I simply think the level of riding that I'm doing, that crank and that rod um, is one of the weak points in that bike. If you're an everyday average guy, I don't think that's a problem. But to me, uh, how I ride and how much I ride, I just think finally the crank went out. So that practice bike will be getting rebuilt. It'll be going back to Honda. Hey, everybody, it's commercial time. Stay tuned, listen to these commercials, get some discount codes, and save yourself some money. Help your wife out. She will not yell at you because you're saving money. I repeat, do not get a divorce and pay full price. Listen to these commercials. Hey, what's up? Technology. That's what I'm talking about here. It's a great thing. I love it. But I also can pull my hair out with it as well. However, there is a company that you probably have seen on the Rockstar Husqvarna race team, Dean Wilson, Jason Anderson, called Skosh. It's spelled S-C-O-S-C-H-E. You can go to skosh.com and check out all the products. They have really, really cool stuff. They have headphones. They have boom bottles. They have phone chargers for your Droid, your iPhone. They have magic mounts. They have wireless chargers. They have huge cables that will reach all the way across your house if you need a charger and you don't have an outlet close, like my house. I don't have that many outlets. They just have a bunch of cool products to make your life easier when you're out in the garage, when you're in your car, when you're at your house. Just, I'm really, really pumped to have these guys on board because they sent me some stuff. I use it all the time. My favorite thing is the Boom Buoy. It's a speaker that floats on the water. I can hang out in the pool in the backyard, listen to my music. I'm a big music guy. So they just make really cool stuff that makes my life easier. So... Founded in 1980, Skosh Industries is a Ventura-based, Southern California, of course, award-winning innovator of consumer technology, power sports, and car audio products. Don't forget, car audio. You're traveling, you're sitting in traffic, you guys need to check them out, skosh.com. Committed to delivering the superior products that we all want, quality and functionality, exceptional value, and unmatched customer service. The designers and engineers at Skosh develop products that reflect a rich heritage in audio and mobile technology. Skosh finds inspiration in the California lifestyle, culture, music, and people. These influences can be seen in accessories and products that are now in the hands of homes, offices, vehicles, and people all over the world. 50 countries, okay? Hundreds of patents, trademarks, and countless industry awards received. It's easy to see why Skosh is constantly at the forefront of technology. These guys are cool. They're huge motorcycle enthusiasts. They even gave us a product code, SCOKT25. That's SCOKT25. Use that code when you go to Skosh.com. Get 25% off. Seriously, guys, go check them out. You won't ever get it. If you want to hit me up, Chris at KieferInkTesting.com. I'll let you know more, but very cool guys over there. Thanks, Skosh. Skosh.com. Thanks to the guys over at 6D Helmets. That's right. They're on board with the KieferInkTesting.com. 
Kiefer Tested Podcast. We thank them for joining us. You have a street bike, a dirt bike, or do you pedal? You have a mountain bike. Head over to 60helmets.com. Check out the full line of helmets they offer. I'm sure they have a helmet for you. Hey, I get questions all the time. Kiefer, what helmet would you choose if you could pick one to buy? If you're going to spend your own money, Kiefer, where are you going? While there are a lot of helmets that are safe out there, okay, I do feel the safest in a 6D helmet. I've had many crashes in my ATR1. I've had a couple in my ATR2, and it has done its job. It's advanced ODS technology. It's race-proven. I'm telling you guys. And it's light. The new ATR2, it comes in at 1,480 grams. It's fully rebuildable. Very cool colorways. I trust the guys over at 6D Helmets. Maybe you guys should too. Hit me up over at chris at keferinktesting.com. Maybe get a special discount code if you want to get a 6D. So please, guys, go check them out. 6D Helmets. Hit me up. Tell me how you like yours. And if you don't have one, maybe go get one. Thanks, 6D. Have you guys checked out bloodlubricants.com? If you haven't, bludlubricants.com. Go check them out. Three new series of oils, Blood Power Sport Series, the Blood Racing Pro Series, and the Blood Racing Pro Elite Series. I have Michael Allen here with me. We've been doing two different types of oils in our test bike. Mike has been doing the Blood Power Sport Series. Everything going good there? Everything's going good. I use it in all our test bikes, the ones that I prep and maintain. And uh, it runs a little cooler than production oils. And uh, I know you've done some testing with that. Yeah, so basically before Jeff and the guys came on board, I had to check legitimacy of this stuff because um, I didn't want no crap involved in keyframe testing. Um, honestly, tried it. Was very surprised about the oil. Did some temperature readings. It was little over 30 degrees cooler in my YZ450F compared to some other oils I've been running. So the stuff is good. They sponsor over 250 racers from Enduro, Enduro Cross, Hair Scrambles, UTVs, Supercross now. They got some Supercross guys. So go check them out, bloodlubricants.com. Use the discount code KEFER and get some percentage off your oils. They'll ship them to you. Probably get a hat or two. You know, Jeff's a good dude. Go check them out, bloodlubricants.com. So a little known fact, I started racing desert when I was nine years old until I was 16. I really didn't get into moto till after 16 years old because my family would go camp in the desert and my dad rode hare and hounds. Out here in the West Coast, there was a club called District 37 and that's what we did. We went camping on the weekends. Uh, my parents build bonfires. They would drink. And my dad would go race, and I would ride around the camp and make a little track, right? Well, fast forward till now, 2019, you can go to nationalhairandhound.com. They have classes for your son, your daughter, mom, and dad. It's not just dad. It's really cool. It's ran very well. The kids race the day before. Dad and mom can go race the next day and just have a family, fun-filled weekend racing dirt bikes. There's nothing better. Go to nationalhairandhound.com. Check out their schedule. They go to California, Texas, Nevada, Idaho, all over the place. Go check them out. And if you have any questions about this series, chris at keyforinktesting.com. I'm happy to answer them for you and maybe get you a discount code on your next entry fee. Very cool. Again, maybe I will see you out at one of these suckers. I feel like I need to go race again, and I want to go relive my youth through nationalhairandhound.com. Go check them out.
The one thing that bums me out about racing moto is waiting around all day just to do two or four motos. I don't want to be sitting at the track all day and have three hours in between my motos. Well, you know what? Old Timers Association has been around a long time, and the guys from Oregon Old Timers have come on board with this podcast and want me to talk to you about their series. Very cool series. I've raced them before. They have 20-minute motos, long motos. Usually you're done by 3 o'clock. You're in and out. You get to race, go home, finish your chores, spend time with your family, go do stuff with your wife, whatever it is. It's a fun family-filled environment there. They have races all over. It's not just in Oregon. They have races in California, Glen Helen, Montana, Richland, Washington. They go to Hangtown. They go to Washington again in Washougal, which is very cool. And, of course, they go to British Columbia, Boise, Idaho, even Edmonton, Canada, and Fernley, Nevada. You can check out the series at OregonOldTimers.com, and you will even see me at a couple rounds this year. So check them out. ScreenPrintingDone.com You guys looking to make up some shirts, hoodies, or hats with a logo on it? Or maybe you want a logo made up for your business and you want to transfer that over to some t-shirts? Go to ScreenPrintingDone.com. Neil over there is a writer. He owns the company. He is a rad human being. And he is here to hook you guys up. Order 12 shirts and get 10 for free. They have all different kinds of shirts, hoodies, hats, different fabrics, all different kinds of stuff. Go hit them up, screenprintingdone.com. Tell them Kiefer sent you and get 10 free shirts. Be sure to say Kiefer. That's right, Kiefer and screenprintingdone.com. Go check them out. Thanks, Neil. Hey, Heather. Hey, Chris. Did you know that every two-stroke KTM and Husqvarna come with a Vertex piston in the engine from the factory? No, I did not. 65 years ago, Vertex piston was founded in a small technical workshop in northern Italy. Today, because of the renowned reputation for exceptional quality, Vertex is an OEM supplier to KTM, Husqvarna, and more exotic brands like Beta, Gas Gas, and TM. No matter which brand of bike you ride with, when it's time to go ride or time to rebuild your top end... Vertex Pistons will have your engine performing better than new. To see their full range of two-stroke and four-stroke pistons in replica, high-compression, or GP-style configurations, visit them at vertexpistons.com or stop in your local dealer and ask for a Vertex Piston Kit today. And if you guys want a discount code, hit me up, chris at keyforinktesting.com, and I've got one for you. Save some money. Vertexpistons.com. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the show. We're here again. Thanks for listening. I am this week. I am now riding my race bike. Da, 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 da. That's right. Race time. Race bike life. Tony was nice enough to let me ride and get some time on my race steed. So thank you to Nick, Aaron, Tony, all the guys over there at Moto Concepts for getting my bike built Sunday morning. That's right. The mechanics. Maybe just held back a little bit and didn't send it as hard as they could Saturday night. Because I'm sure they could have sent it in Vegas Saturday night. But they got their ass up and they built my bike, put a new engine. It's basically Ben LeMay's bike that he rode. Put my engine spec that Chad at XPR did. Put it in the frame. I am running a stock link right now. And I've had factory suspension, X-Trig clamps. But basically got my race bike semi-ready to go so I could ride it this week. Thank God, because my practice bike took a shit. 
So I have my race bike ready to go. I'm going to ride it tomorrow, Wednesday, and Saturday. So I have three days on it to get some time on it. And I'm looking forward to riding it, man. Chad has built me a very, very fast motor. I haven't got to ride this exact spec yet, but just simply starting it and listening to it and revving it up, man, it's way different feeling just doing that compared to my race bike, man. So uh, excited about just getting on a fast bike that, that gives you confidence. When you have a fast motor, you just know anything that is possible out on the track is doable because I have a fast motor. If an, a track builder builds this section that you think, man, I don't have enough juice out of the corner, I do know that now. I have it all underneath me, no problems. Shoah has been really cool and been working with me. Trey, Scott, and the guys over there at Shoah Cause have been very, very nice and gave me factory suspension, stuff that Roxon's running, same exact stuff, and it's a dream come true, man. It's it's not something you guys out there listening say, oh, it's factory suspension and you're going to be so much better. Yes, you can and you will, but you have to set it up for you. It's not something I can just bolt on and expect to send it. I'm on my second setting right now, and it's made the bike so much more friendlier, so much friendlier to ride, so much safer, so much more consistent when I'm hitting things. I know it exactly what it's going to do. And unlike a stock Honda that I've complained about over the years, when the track gets rough and square, gee, it kind of scary to ride at times. Well, I'm actually enjoying riding this bike when it's rough and shitty. It actually is better for me when the conditions go to shit. So that's what I'm loving about this bike right now. I have a huge smile on my face uh, when I ride my practice bike, and I can already imagine what I'm going to feel like when I get on my race bike. So... Um, it's awesome to have some great suspension and then quality people over there at Shoah to help me. And I'm very grateful for the things that I have, man, because even when I was racing professionally and I had a KTM ride in Canada and, and I was the KTM test rider and, you know, I didn't have all that factory shit, man. I had good stuff, but it wasn't factory stuff. This is the first time ever that I've had factory suspension to go race. I have tested it and I have ridden with it, but never where it's my stuff, I get to set it up, and it's made for me. So, man, it's awesome. It's 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 really cool because I go to bed and and sometimes I'll just laugh and Heather will look at me or Heather will hear me and she's like, "What the fuck are you laughing at?" And I'm like, "I just can't believe I have some of this stuff on my bike. It's just so giddy. I'm, I love it. I just it's so awesome for me to have this stuff, and I'm very very thankful for it. So, yeah, this week's all about the race bike." I think A-Ray's coming up tomorrow. He's going to go to Mumford's with me tomorrow. So that'll be fun. Love hanging out with A-Ray. Love that guy. And speaking of A-Ray, man, he is, he's ran really good. A lot of people talk shit on A-Ray about his riding style and all that. But, man, the kid's good, dude. Past Chiz, I would say, honestly, raw speed, straight up, I would say A-Ray's the fastest guy on the team. Chiz is solid, but, man, A-Ray's done a great job. And I, I like hanging with A-Ray. He's a good kid. And I like his family. He has a good family. So, um so what, what about this training? What about this supplements and recovery that you guys are emailing me about? What are you doing? All right, let me just tell you something. I'm 42 years old. I am not going to change my whole fucking diet, my whole life style, and make Heather do all this extra work just to have me eat super clean for two races. Dude, listen. I'm going to bust my ass on and off the bike. 
And I'm going to fucking eat a sandwich when I want to eat a fucking sandwich. I'm going to eat a burger when I feel like I want to eat a burger. I'm 168 pounds right now. I lost four pounds, so I've been cutting weight. But I've been working my ass off. But honestly, I'm going to fuel up with what I want to fuel up with. So I'm just not going to eat Brussels sprouts and do this. I'm not going to go full you know, Alden Baker on, on this thing when... I'm 42 years old, guys. Look, I'm not going to change my whole lifestyle to do that. So um, for you guys asking me what I've been doing, honestly, I've been doing the same thing I have been for the last 10 years. I eat what I want. I don't eat super nasty anyway. Like I'm pretty healthy, a lot of chicken and rice anyway in my normal lifestyle. But if me and the family are out and we go to Chili's, you can damn well know that I'm going to be sucking down some skillet queso and chips. I'm in that. Salsa, queso, chips, do me up. Cheese is good. I'm in. So nothing's changed on the diet side. I've just been training more and honestly uh, eating a little bit more because I've been burning so many more calories that uh, I can eat a little bit more. Seji always gets on my ass about, you don't eat enough. You don't eat enough. And he's right. I'm not a huge, I, I'm not a huge breakfast guy. I, I really have to force myself to eat breakfast. So I've been working on that a little bit so I have some fuel throughout the day to get me by. Otherwise, I'm a protein shake kind of morning coffee guy. Not really big on big breakfast. So I've been trying to eat some more eggs and bacon in the morning and the protein shake to kind of get me through my day of training. Now, what I will tell you guys, and I don't think I've talked about this in my, in my other podcast, is I take B12 shots. For those of you guys who don't know what that is, it's a vitamin. Um, it's nothing to do with WADA and USADA or whatever the hell. I don't think I'm going to have problems with that. I'm pretty sure it's it's all legal. But I've been shooting B12 on my ass for about four and a half years. Uh, my doctor prescribed it to me. It has done wonders for my energy levels. It has done wonders for my metabolism. I've always been pretty much a skinny guy. But I've tested so much and ridden so much um, over the years that I sometimes get really sick. And I would get uh, Epstein-Barr. I've had an EBV virus. My levels have been so high. So for those of you wondering if that's a fake uh, bullshit excuse for some riders, it's not. It's a real thing. I've had it, and it's no fucking fun. Your throat gets swollen. I'm super drained. Uh, our old house had a set of stairs that I went up and down the bedroom. Like literally if I went upstairs, my heart rate was like 160, super high. It wasn't fun, and then I'd miss some work because I was so damn tired I couldn't test. So we found out, um, got my levels, took my blood. We found out the supplement B12 my body really liked. So basically every two weeks, I have Heather shoot me in the butt with a needle, and it has vitamin B12 in it, and that is my, that's my routine. I don't take supplements. I don't take vitamins. I drink Rhino Power protein shakes and some CarboFuel. I shoot B12 in my ass every two weeks three cc's of it, and it keeps me from going, having these peaks and valleys in my training. It just keeps me level. I know what's going on. I know how I feel. I know when I'm starting to get tired. Every 11 to 12 days on this stuff, I start to feel a little fatigued. By the 14th day, I shoot it, and I'm good for another 11 to 12. So it takes the, the guesswork out of my training, and it keeps me motivated to ride and keeps me motivated to train. And it's not a miracle thing. It's just vitamin. And honestly, is my body deficient in B12? No, it's not. But 
it shoots enough of it in there that it keeps me when my levels do go down that B12 it keeps that high. So uh I, I like it. It's awesome. And honestly, let's just be transparent here. I'll, I'll talk about this as well. Uh, I'm 40 years old. I think uh, two years ago, I was thinking to myself, man, I'm dragging ass all the time when all this shit was going on. And I, I need I need to try some. So yeah, I tried testosterone. I tried testosterone shots. You know, A lot of my uh, friends say, hey, man, you're getting older and 40. Your T levels will go down. Uh, my doctor checked my T levels and they were super low. So I tried to go on testosterone shots, uh, and man, it honestly, it 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 fucking it was rad. It was awesome. I recovered quick. Sex drive was awesome, which I didn't need work in that. But sex drive was awesome. Um, no, it doesn't shrink your dick. No, what it does is it shrinks your nuts a little bit. Your dick doesn't grow or, or shrink. Um, but man, recovery time when I'm bicycling, like if I went on a huge bicycle ride the next day, I was good. And it wasn't I was I wasn't shooting up gnarly doses of testosterone. It was just a little micro dose to get my my level in the upper range. It wasn't over the range it should be, right? Recovered nice. I had a lot of energy. My mood was a little bit better. Um, I noticed a lot of positives with that. The huge negative and the huge negative while I got I got off of it is it made my arms pump up so bad when I raced. So what this testosterone does is it it actually makes you retain water. And I retained enough water in between my muscles and my skin or the sheathing, right? And your and on your there's like a sheathing over your muscles. Well, I retained water in that area, so that doesn't let your muscles expand. It kind of constricts those. So I would get mass arm pump after about 4 or 5 laps of riding. And I couldn't even hang on. It was the worst arm pump I felt I felt ever. And I'd go on these long jogs with Heather, and it, my lower back would pump up and cramp up so bad. And the only thing I could contribute it to was the testosterone. So doing the T was only about a two-month experience for me, and I was out. So I stopped it. As soon as I stopped it, a couple weeks later, I had no arm pump. My lower back didn't get pumped up, didn't get cramps, and I was back to normal. So that's when we decided, hey, B12 is a vitamin. It's all, you know, no stress. If I ever get tested, it's all legal. And I haven't been back to the T since, man. So uh, for those of you guys wondering, you're older and listen to this, what, is, what do testosterone do for me? That's what it did for me. It, it did a lot of things good. But for riding, man, I was out. If I was just a normal dude and just living day to day, I would consider it, man. Honestly, it made me feel a lot better. My moods were better. I recovered. I could bicycle and do the things, but um, it worked differently on my body when I went riding, and it just made my arms pump up. I asked um, a couple trainers about it, and they said they've heard um, other riders trying it back in the day and did the same thing. So uh, so I was out. So that's basically my freaking diet, guys. I'm on a B12 shot. I eat sandwiches. I eat what I want. I'm not com- – completely a, a piece of shit and eat just crap food all day. Um, but I just make sure I work my ass off and burn the calories that I put in. And that's simple, simple math for the, you guys worried about like, or wondering, Hey, I want to lose weight, dude, just burn more calories than you put in. It's that easy. Trust me. It, it's just, you have to put in the work and if you want to drop weight, it'll happen. You just got to eat a little bit cleaner and do the work. So 
Not a lot going on there on that side. That's been with me for long, but I really wanted to talk to you guys about that because I've been getting a lot of emails and I've been kind of tiptoeing around it if I should mention this stuff, but I'm like, hey, whatever, dude. I'm I'm past the point. Like, it It is what it is, and these are things that work for me and don't. So I want to explain that all to you guys out there in this podcast. So this week, last full week of writing, uh, pretty sure Saturday will be my last day of writing. Otherwise, I'll be taking some rest Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. We will be leaving on Wednesday because I'll be on press day Thursday at Hangtown. So looking forward to that. Please, guys, come to the truck, make some noise, chant the name. I'll come out. Let's let's hang out. Let's talk. I'm here for the experience as well. I want to take all of this in, man. It's going to be a fun ride. If you see Heather, give her shit. You see Aiden, give him a high five. You see Mathis, give him shit. That's who you need to give shit to is Mathis. So Mathis is going to Hawaii on uh, Wednesday. He's supposed to be my team manager next week, so we'll see what he does. So, uh Stand by for that. So I will try to get another podcast up before we leave with Heather on Wednesday. But looking forward to seeing everybody, man. Looking forward to see you guys in Hangtown and at Fox Raceway. Should be a good time. And uh, so, yeah, so stay tuned for another one of these things. And, of course, we'll be doing post-race podcasts about the event, about how I did. I'm going to get my wife and some close friends with, with us and do these podcasts just to see how my day went. It should be fun, man. You're going to ups and downs. You're gonna be right there with me. All the good and bad times. You're gonna be. You're gonna listen to all of it. Trust me. Uh, you know how I am. From down to the the eating to if I'm having sex the night before. You guys are gonna know every little bit about what's going down. If shit goes south on the team, Mathis ain't doing the job. We're gonna talk about it. Everything. Go along. Hang out. Enjoy the ride. It's gonna be fun. Thank you for listening. Please support the advertisers that support the show. It keeps this sucker moving. I'm really hoping that you guys like this stuff. I'm more of an organic, off-the-cuff, straight-up dude. For those of you that talk to me you know, off, off the air, off the podcast, that's how I am. I'm no bullshit. I just say it how it is, and uh, I love meeting people. Unlike Mathis, I like meeting y'all. I like talking. I like to know your backstory. I enjoy that kind of shit, so... We're all out here doing the same thing. We all like twisting the throttle, and uh, I enjoy talking to you all about it. So hope to see you guys next week at Hangtown. Stay tuned. Hey, and honestly, we'll be back with more testing stuff after the the second round at, at Paula slash Fox Raceway. I have been doing some work, but honestly, straight up, I've been lagging on some things I need to take in, get taken care of. But we will be back testing full force after Fox Raceway. So so bear with me if you see Kiefer Inc. testing has not been updated in, you know, every single day, which I try to put something every single day up there for you guys. But if you if I see uh, I have to do some stuff here before I leave for Hangtown, you might see Kiefer Inc. testing um, stagnant for a couple of days. Don't freak out. We're good. You guys want to see something or get something tested that haven't been on the website? Hit me up. Chris at KieferIncTesting.com. As soon as this whole race deal done is done. We're back at it, so uh, so stay tuned for that. And honestly, KTM Husqvarna 2020 bikes are coming out. Honda's announcing their 2020 lineup this week, so it's that time of year again, guys. New bike season comes comes up quick every year, man. May, KTM and Husky. June, July is probably Honda and Cowie. And then uh, we'll see some uh, Yamaha stuff here pretty soon as well. So that time of year, I'm excited, looking forward to it. We'll talk to you guys soon. Hey, 
Don't forget, shirts, hats, Heather at KeferingTesting.com. She'll send them out. I even got some jerseys signed here for you guys. If you guys want that, hit up Heather at KeferingTesting.com. We'll get them sent out. See you guys. Woo!